Shut the fuck up, Craig. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> this is a Triangle Anime and Manga Review Podcast. I'm Logan. Here with me today, uh, recording safely from his home, uh, coming on the mend from COVID. Uh, Ozzy. How's it going, Ozzy? Um, I'm doing much better. Uh, yeah, I apologize for if I sound a little bit more nasally than usual, um, or if I have a few coughs here and there. I am on the, on the end, on the mend of uh, COVID. I uh, had another little run-in, unfortunately. Um, but I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I can actually talk and, you know, sit up straight and, you know, be of use. So, um, yeah. So oh, you, made, you made the mistake of going to a Panthers game and look what it got. Yeah, I took a lot of L's that day. I took a lot of L's. And they keep coming, man. I keep It's a weekly thing now. I just take them left and right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I thought that after winning that one game of the season, I thought, you know, I had already bought the tickets, but I was like, oh, this is perfect. The next game is the one I'm going to. It makes sense that, you know, we would have a decent game. No, we had the worst game of the season. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about uh, anime. I mean, I guess we'll get there, but uh, we're going to talk about good things. Let's not really fret on the bad. Um, I guess some of the good things in our lives are the holidays coming up. You know, lives are a little bit busy right now, but uh, we got that coming for us, don't we? Yeah, I'm looking forward to, you know, just having a few days to just not think about anything at all. But uh, I don't know. Work, work is what it's going to be. I think our work, unfortunately, does not ever slow down during the holidays. It just kind of makes things even more messy. But and yeah, like schedules don't really stop. But um, that's just our, our the nature of our beast. Of, uh, but yeah, we've already started getting presents and putting together holiday oh, stuff. So I think we're getting ready, and uh, we also have uh, plenty of Secret Santa stuff going on. Oh, yeah, that's right. We do have a Secret Santa. We're in one Secret Santa together. You probably have like two or three, knowing your friend groups. I've got a few, and uh, yeah, squeezing all that in, and squeezing in anime, and squeezing in football, and squeezing in everything else is a lot, but uh, somehow we find the time. Yeah, yeah. No, I think we waited a little bit longer than usual for this, like, kind of week, uh, this season review. Um, but, um, we, we, we have a lot, uh, to catch up on. Yeah. And I mean, probably helps that the writer strike in America is like slowing things down. So there's not much else to watch on American TV. But, uh, yeah, I, I think we have plenty of things to go to burn through. Uh, there's our mid-season review. I guess we would have, like you said, we probably would have done a three-episode review, but I think between all the stuff going on and, frankly, how chaotic the scheduling is for a lot of these shows, it's been uh, a little hard to piece together. But, so going into it, I think we have some new ones to discuss, and we have plenty of uh, old hat topics to bring up. But I guess I'll go ahead and lead off with the sequels. So, yeah, we have a, a decent amount of sequels. So, kicking it off, just into high gear, Attack on Titan. It's finally wrapped up. Um, I is know it, are we here. sure? Are we going to get another final arc? I feel like this is a perfect way for us to be like, but actually... Um, you know, they do leave it open at the end. So, you never know. They could always bring it back. Uh, but, frankly, I'm kind of hoping they don't. I think... I'm very happy with where it ended because I don't know if I can deal with any more drawn-out Attack on Titan stuff. Yeah, uh, I mean, 
especially because of the final volume, final chapter, final seconds approach that they went for. They chopped everything up as much as they could, which from what I understand, I, I really do think that it, it allowed them to kind of flesh out a couple of uh, the the final moments of the the final <laughs> again final the final moments of the final battle slash conclusion which if we we talked about this before in the manga part was kind of i thought was a down was maybe not as smooth in the manga in a manga setting but apparently in the anime setting it was done much maybe a little bit smoother uh due to maybe some transitions that helped or some clear some like maybe a little bit more of a conclusions uh done a little bit better uh, but i've heard good things about the uh, the finale for this i didn't watch it personally but i i will just to see how it mirrors with the uh, manga itself so i've gotten mixed feelings about i think it but i would probably have that with any series that's run as long as attack on titan has and has been as successful sure. as a attack on yeah, titan it, has. it had a lot of it had a lot of uh, you know you know kind of like lead up to it right you there's so much hype or so it was like you know, there's going to be a lot of critique as well as praise, right? Yeah, and I think that's kind of the thing is when you kind of build up to this kind of story and then you finally have to end it, it's really hard to wrap up every single possible loose end. For uh, sure. And I mean, I think you at least know how the story goes uh, as far because you've read the manga. I will add, I don't know what the rationale for kind of like extending it out and having a final single kind of like hour long episode at the very end was, I don't know what the motivating factor behind that decision was. If they felt they could make the art cleaner or if they just needed more production time, or if they wanted to build up to this big finale. And if that was what they were going for, they succeeded because the art looked very good. Um, I don't think I, I think they're struggling to top the art consistently because, uh, I mean, between this and Jujutsu Kaisen, like, they're setting a new standard for everything being in motion. Um, I think Jujutsu Kaisen has still outpaced it, frankly, but Attack on Titan looked fucking glorious. Um, yeah, and that's, that's one thing, I mean, just to kind of add emphasis to that point, they they do a good job of the, the animations. I mean, they know that these are the sellers, right? I mean, I, I forget who... Who did um, who did what? I know Mappa was involved with them at different points, um, but I mean they they do a good job of animating the 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 cream of the crop, right? Or the the high moments, right? Like I actually just saw some uh, comparisons of Jujutsu Kaisen's most recent episodes of uh, just like the battle uh, scenes with Sakuna. Jesus. Sakuna, and uh, it just it just looks so good. I mean, seeing it in animated like. It's just it's just so clean, and I mean, there's there's a lot to be kind of like talk about there, which you know could be another episode. It's it's kind of a uh, a lot to un to really undress about the the amount of work that's put into that because you know with Jujutsu Kaisen they've recently come out and talked about kind of the harsh requirements slash um, demand for episodes and how the studio that's running it right now has not necessarily been super loved in some of the release, uh, of their work. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like that's a topic for another episode, yeah. but frankly, I mean, it, with the working schedules they have and with the kind of crazy amount of art they're putting together, I don't mm -hmm. know how they can consistently up them their game like with at this level that they're doing it at. 
yeah. least with at least with the Attack on Titan, I guess they only had the one period, but uh, they're really setting some high expectations. If you're gonna go like the, the, the like this is gonna get better and better and better. It's like pretty much better than I could have ever imagined as far as uh, the talent level they're showing right now. But sure. um, back to the story. I mean, like I said, you read the manga. It kind of yeah. wraps up a little. I'm not sure if I want to say messily. It's kind of like. I mean, I, I think it did, but I mean. I, th- I think it's. More, yeah, I think it's, again, it's one of those where you kind of got to wrap it. So you got to look past, like. And this is why, I guess, to get into it, this is kind of why I hate timey wimey ball. It's like, yeah, I can see the past, future, and present, but also. Uh, what were my decision making? Let's like take a look at my actual decisions and wonder what the yeah. hell I was thinking. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, you can argue that it, it it can be seen as like lazy writing to be like, oh, that's it was meant to be all along. Like it's a it's a circle. Like he can't you know beat out of it, and you know that's kind of his decisions were. I mean, were they really decisions? Kind of argument, but I think what you're kind of getting at is that. They, they they had to wrap it up. There's a lot of ends that they had to meet. Um, and you know, who's to say that they did them all super well? But I still think the main part of it was dramatic. It was grandiose with the, you know, the, the what's it called? The, the what was the name the, of the, all those beasts just walking? The Titans? Oh, yeah, the uh, rumbling or whatever. The rumbling, excuse me, that's the word. I mean, that, that part was insane. Uh, I, knew, I mean... Maybe they didn't need a whole full hour for the last moments, but um, it was still uh, it was still kind of crazy and epic. I think. Yeah, I mean, it achieved its goal. It was a beautifully like shot thing, and I think it put a wrap on a story that people had been enjoying for right, yeah, a very for long sure. time. Yeah, I so, think if you were a fan of the entire series, I think you were done justice. It wasn't a uh, Game of Thrones situations where fans were kind of let down slash maybe slap in the face. I think they were given exactly what they deserved and what that anime deserved. I just, I'm just not a huge, you know, I'm not sold on that anime myself. So it's hard for me to sit here and be like, oh, it was great. I mean, I think it was great for what it was. And I, I from what I hear, I think, and I'm, I'm talking about from the manga perspective. And once I watch it, I think, I think it probably just did, did it as good as an adaption as it could have. Yeah. I mean, I think worst case, you kind of walk away with a, like a, Meh. I mean, it's I mean, it was me. good. It did what it did. It did what it did, and it did it good. Uh, as as good as it could. So yeah. I don't think you're gonna. I don't think most people are gonna think it's a bad ending. No, um, but yeah, I think everybody should check it out. If nothing else, for the oh, art. Sure. Um, next up, so Spy Family. Uh, this is actually one of my big disappointments. Uh, and yeah, I think. I think this was just kind of a tough one. Well, first off, Spy Family has huge expectations because. Well, what, have... one quick, quick second before you get into it. Did Sam have the same feeling? She's kind of like blah about it. She just kind of she can live without it now. She was so excited to kind of have it back in her life, and then and now she kind of like doesn't even think about it. So yeah, I guess it's not like she hates it. I just don't think she's no, no. as interested. It's different. Fair enough. Yeah, which is also, you know, not the feeling you want to have, but no, not what I'd say. But uh, go ahead and continue. You were saying it's pretty has a lot of expectations. I think it had a lot of expectations just because of all the hype it got early on. And I mean, to be fair, I mean, we saw that with the manga. 
it's a story that can kind of appeal to anybody, but I think that also kind of leads you into the generic problem of, okay, you've got all these parties that are interested. Now, what direction do you actually want to go with your story? And it does feel like this season is just treading water and there isn't really any progress. There's not really any goals. It's it's kind of turned in from a story that has a interesting a lot of interesting prospects for where it could go into kind of just a gag story. Um, so that that's, was, it's not going to go anywhere. Um, yeah, so. and that was always my, that was always my fear with this show. Like I think when I read the manga and when I watched the, the first season and I think when we got into the second half of the first season, I was like, you know, the, 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 the gag is starting to get a little, some of the, the gags don't get old, but the want for progression becomes more right. Like I still think it's funny. I haven't watched this season, but, you know, watching the second part, like, I, I felt the kind of the things that you're talking about that, you know, I get it. You know, Anya's hilarious. Uh, I like, how, you know, how she can get into mischief at school. I like the little characters that she, she you know, you kind of revolve around as she's kind of trying to infiltrate the school. Um, you know, I like seeing, um, um, what's what's the main character's name? Oh, I forgot. Lloyd. 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 All right. Um, and his aspect and obviously, uh, or from her aspect. Um, but it's just, if you don't get more progression or quickly start getting some progression in the actual goal, which was to infiltrate and to kind of, you know, make progression from the, like, from the espionage slash war front, I just wasn't going to be as interested. So I, 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 I guess that's getting to the point now where it's like, Hey, you know, we're going to focus more on the slice of life slash shonen-y comedy stuff and the less of the shonen-y action-y stuff, right? Yeah, and I mean, I think another factor that I'm seeing with the manga that is also, I think, going to be reflected in the anime eventually is that you don't really get a vibe that there's anything going on on the war front or on the, like, secret police front. Like, honestly, their country seems pretty nice to live in. Um, so... What exactly are the spies trying to do here? <laughs> you know, it's yeah, it's almost it's, like they're trying to find the problem to begin with when there's yeah. not really a problem, right? And then, I mean, well, yeah, it, it, it may be, be yeah. I mean, it's one of those situations you're told there's a problem, yeah. but everything else looks idyllic from the outside. So you're kind of like, okay, what what's what's going on? Um, but yeah, no. Uh, sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, you're right. I mean, I didn't have much to add to it. I haven't watched this season, so I can't really say anything. I just, I'm just saying that I, I had saw, I saw this being a problem potentially earlier on. That if they weren't going to make any, you know, progression from the actual main mission, that it would just get kind of old for certain people. Because for certain people, this is still a very good watch. I think the animation is always fun and cute and done well. I think they, they. They, they pay tribute to it very well and, you know, put good hard work into it. Cloverworks and Wit Studio. But uh, I just, I, it's just one where with so much anime that's coming out, so much new stuff that's a little bit more up my alley, this one fell off for me. Yeah, and I think for me it's kind of like, I still like the story and I still want to see where it goes. But some of the gags and some of the outlandishness uh, is really kind of like making me less interested in the show just because of how... I don't know. I feel like there used to be a serious aspect and it's gotten very silly and kind of 
And maybe I'm sure some people still like that, and I'm sure it's good for some people. But for me, that's where it gets tougher is like I got to have some kind of progression if we're saying that this is a serious thing. Otherwise, you kind of lose me. Because there are plenty of other gag shows out there right now. That's true. Yeah, there's there's other stuff to uh to watch. Most, most of which involve girlfriends, apparently, this season. Well, and speaking of gagging, uh next up is a Goblin Slayer 2. Uh I don't really know how that, that works. That's I, I don't know. That was a very that. interesting transition. You want to give me that more details on that one? No, you can't, and you. I, I guess you've watched this or kind of kept up with this because I, I have no interest in Goblin Slayer. I know that it's it's got you know some following for good and for bad. Um, so I'll let you uh, kind of let us know what you think of season two. Yeah, I think Goblin Slayer is a little heavy duty for some people. Um, it does deal with some pretty extreme themes of violence and uh, yeah, crimes of a sexual nature by goblins, but. Um, yeah, it's not it, so that part's tough. Uh I guess we could go with that for your gag, but overall this season has kind of pulled it back a little bit. I think there are still those aspects, but it hasn't been as extreme. It's kind of reined it in, and some people might think that's good, some people might think that's bad. Um I still like I kind of like the D&D aspects of this honestly, and I mean, mm-hmm. again, that can speak to some people, it might not to other people. But I like the way that this is kind of focused around a group and they're working together as a team. Yeah, and, those aspects are always fun. And I think that's kind of the aspect for me is this season, we talked about it in our kind of warm-up to the season, was that I wanted this season to focus more on Goblin Slayer's development. And it really hasn't done that, but it what it has done is it's focused on the backstories and the development of all the characters around him. And... From that perspective, I am kind of enjoying it, but overall, I would say this is kind of just generic shonen-y stuff, maybe dark shonen, if that's a category. Um, so I, I could see how this would get pushed to the wayside, but I do think if you're a fan of the series that this is still a fun continuation, and we're learning a lot about some of the and we're learning a lot about some of the characters and how they're kind of growing, which is nice. Um. Sounds good. So next up, uh, I think one neither of us is watching and one that you're watching, if I remember correctly. So yeah. I don't, do you want me to ungroup this? But Eminence and Shadow. We can huh? go over Eminence and Shadow real quick. I've heard, I mean, I don't know what to add to it besides that I'm not watching it. It's not something that interests me, but I have heard very good things about this season. I've heard like rave reviews about season two uh when i heard people really enjoying season one i'm like oh you know there's good things to like about it from you know from certain you know certain aspects i can see why it's got memes it's kind of like you know very meta but uh apparently season two is even top that so i I don't know if you know a little bit more about why um maybe i'll have to watch it just to see what people are raving about well speaking of what we were talking about before um you know with spy family this is a good example of a show that has direction that is really more about the gags. Where it's it knows like, what it's about. Yeah, this show has a clear storyline, it has a clear path, and it has a character that it's following with. And despite all the action and the cool stuff that happens, I think what people are really interested in is the memes and the comedy that comes along with having a character this OP. And... 
it is kind of like One Punch Man almost in that way, where it's just like it. Granted, it doesn't have the same art and art level and action level as One Punch Man, but it's kind of got that same vibe of this character is so OP and so over the top. It's just fun to watch the way he interacts with the world around him. And almost the idea of we've, we've talked about it before having a character who's so like uh, up his own ass about trying to be like cool or trying to be a vigilante and that like everybody kind of like just falls for the fact, even though he's just some basically a nerd as it were, but it, it is, it is a fun show and I too have heard everything I've, I haven't really watched it, but I've watched uh, some of the reaction videos to it, and it does seem like it's going in a fun direction. But, uh, yeah, I just haven't had the time to actually sit down and watch it by myself, oddly enough. Um, right. mostly, but, yeah, so definitely check that one out because it's the hot topic of the season. But next up, on, this, uh, on the opposite spectrum, uh, Shield Hero. Now, this yeah. one... I haven't heard much about, but you've actually been saying it's pretty darn good. Oh. Uh, I mean, I won't say. Pr- I mean, it's hard. I say pretty darn good whenever season two was probably the worst like flop I've ever seen from season one to a season two transition. Like, I like season one. Shield Hero had was like raved about and just kind of like as an isekai. You know, it was it 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 covered a topic that was pretty you know a, a sexual nature topic again going back to that it seems to be a normal thing in some of these shows um but it covered a topic and it covered it pretty well in a serious manner and um i think that drama uh added in with some of the action and the animation for season 1 was what really sold that first season and um i really enjoyed it you know i was like okay this isn't a bad isekai this is one that i would actually watch you know it's not amazing but um I think people still really enjoyed it, but then come season two, and it just it it just sat on its laurels. It just it just it felt like you know the the animation the quality just just dropped off the map. Uh, the character development was just nothing to be seen. The action was just kind of half-assed. It just it seemed like they just just sold it in for season two, and it just I didn't even finish it. It was so bad. I just had I had to watch a video of how it finished just to I could get ready for season three. And I think everyone was unanimously behind saying that this is terrible. So season two did not meet any, ex- met no expectations and then just still found a way to disappoint. Um, but season three, I think it's kind of gone back to the season one feel. Animation styles has been much better, more consistent at least. It still has the same kind of like, eh, some moments I'm like, that doesn't look that great. But the big moments are good. Uh, I think the direction in which the entire series is going with, um, right now is 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 pretty good um so far the first few episodes it hasn't made a ton of movement but it's kind of it's not all over the place it doesn't seem like it's just kind of out of nowhere and and just kind of mangled together and uh so far i've liked it again uh so that's good i'm definitely getting more season one vibes like i said so i definitely think if you kind of fell off on season two but you really enjoyed season one i'd say do what i did look up what season happened with season two and then just pick up on season three because I think they could do a good job of kind of bringing re- resurrecting this. Um, and um, yeah, I I mean he he does the same thing he always does. He goes and buys some slaves. I mean it it is what it is. Yeah, that's a ringing endorsement, right? I mean, first episode in this in this day and age. Yes, that's a good that's a good way to sell a series. Uh 
So next up, I think the last of our sequels, unless I'm missing something. Uh, technically, we have another sequel that we kind of rein in with the new shows just because it fits. But um, but yeah, we've got Jujutsu Kaisen, and yeah, it, it's really good. <laughs> what do you want? Um, it's doing what it does. They have the best animators. They have the best you know studio. They're pushing the limits on people's sanities to put out some good stuff, and it's it's good. It's it, it's it's good. Um, yeah. Again, I don't know that I agree with what they've done to their animators, but I have seen, and it feels like they're almost on one-up beating each other weekly on a weekly basis, but I've, I feel like I've already seen two or three of the best animated fight scenes I've ever seen yeah. before. They did have, I will say that they did have one episode where I think they all went to sleep and they allowed like the janitor to, to animate it. Um, I remember seeing some clips from it. It was pretty mid for their stuff. It was still better than you know some some other um shows but i will say they did have one falter which is fair it's fine sometimes when it's not the the best moment sometimes it's just a transition episode they they don't you know pull out all the stops but when it got going because this season you know we've had some big progressions with sakuna actually you know having some more battles you know actually fighting you know major characters you know obviously you had the whole gojo being captured situation when those things mattered when those moments came, they animated the hell out of it, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think the most recent fight scene between uh, the lava guy, was it Jogo? Uh, and, yeah, Jogo, uh, yeah, yeah. The, and, the uh, battle. and Sukuna, that was just sick. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, it was, it was insane. That was one of the ones that I was excited for. Basically, this whole little mini arc of him just kind of offing off people and killing a bunch of humans. Um, yeah, this, this, is a, this is a sick, sick uh, little mini arc. Yeah, so to no one's surprise, watch it if you haven't already. Um, all right, so with that out of the way, we're going to go ahead and get to the new shows on the season. Um, we'll start off with My Daughter Left the Nest and Returned to Nest Class Adventure. I gotta find I gotta find anime with shorter titles, man. This is rough. No, I mean, um, if it's an isekai, it's bound to have this. It's not an isekai. This is bullshit. This, is, this sounds like an isekai. It does, but it is definitely not. So I think this is another story that um, kind of I kind of like Eminence and Shadow, where it's got a direction, but it's really more about the comedy. Um, so I think this has a lot of good com- comedic undertones. And while it does try to be on the serious side of things, there are assassins trying to kill people and a few other evil things going on right now. Um yeah. I think where it struggles and probably its biggest weakness is that they clearly don't have the same kind of animation budget as like some of these other teams because the fighting just is uh, – it's people standing still. It's that fighting where it's like, wow, they're moving their sword so fast. It's bouncing all the things off. They're just standing still swinging their sword back and forth in two, two panels. Yeah, no, and I've it, seen it with more of the casual like t- um, animes where it's like – you know, they like on average, like the meter is just like in the middle. But then when they have a lot of moving parts, they don't. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I can yeah, see what you're I I think it's a fine show for what it is. And I think it's still very funny. And, but um, unfortunately, I think there's a lot of shows out this season that do what it's trying to do better. So mm-hmm. I think it's worth checking out if this is the kind of show that you like where it's comedic and it's got a little bit of action but it's just kind of a fun uh fun romp when you don't have to take it too seriously 
But uh, yeah, I I think uh, if that's not your cup of tea, then this one's probably not the best to check out. Uh, I'm sure there are other things going on. Uh, Speak of other things going on, girlfriends and girlfriends and girlfriends and girlfriends. At least 102 of them. (laughs) At least. 104, right? Um, Technically, yeah. Um, So... Do you want to talk about girlfriend, ex-girlfriend? Because I refuse to watch that series. I, I don't know why. I mean, if you watch a hundred girlfriends, it's the same premise. Is it all fucking shit? But it's good. <laughs> it's good shit. It's it's just that it's just like that dirty stuff you like to do. It's like you're like, you know, I don't want anyone to know, but I'm a, I'm kind of kinky. Um but yeah, girlfriend, girlfriend, this is technically a sequel too, but we paired it in with a hundred girlfriends because we just want all the girlfriends. Um it is a uh, season two, continuing on with the same story. Um, this guy just has four, three girlfriends uh, for no real reason besides the fact that he just you know really enjoys having them and doesn't want to disappoint them. So they're like, yeah, sure, we can. We'll we'll let you two time all of us. Um, so it's the same three girls from the original uh, season one, which is a uh, sucky. Manasse and uh, the crazy Rika girl who I don't know if she's like approved of a girlfriend yet. She's just always kind of there. But then like the the new the the side girl, the best friend of the main girl, Shisaki, um, he found out that she they were two timing. And what else does she do besides say, oh, if I know you're two timing, I'm just going to kind of join in and also two time. What's the best way to stop them from two timing? I'm gonna join in in two time and and then beat them from the inside. Yeah, sure, that's exactly how that worked. So she basically becomes the fourth girlfriend, and uh, just kind of hilarity ensues. Um, and it's just crap. I mean, it's good crap. I, mean, I don't know what to tell you, man. This stuff, it 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 has like it doesn't really have a direction. It's just kind of like hilarity ensues. And if you're into that stuff, I think this is up your alley. I think the animation's good. I mean, uh, it's, you know, there's a lot of moving parts that look good. Uh, There's a lot of stuff that moves, if you understand what I'm saying. Um, And I I think every now and then it's really funny whenever they kind of, like, get into, like, the inappropriateness of it. They don't do anything inappropriate, but then they can kind of cover it and just make fun of it. And I think it's just kind of funny, kind of like sexual humor. Sort of like et- the edgy version of Sister Wives. Is this one I'm getting? Yeah. Out? So like, I don't know why I give Emily hell whenever she's watching Sister Wives and I'm watching Girlfriend Girlfriend. It's basically Sister Wives. It's the same. Oh, man, it's I can't believe you just made me say that out loud. Um, <laughs> yep, it's Sister Wives, um, but a lot more funny and cute than dramatic and insane. Um, yeah. But, uh, well, but that transition to a hundred girlfriends, which. Kind of by the end of these f- couple episodes is basically the same situation. He has four girlfriends, um, but yeah, that one is uh, that one is a brand new episode season. Uh, this one was a highly anticipated one because I-, I think we read the manga and I think the manga was pretty funny. It is a gag kind of situation, um, very unrealistic but super gaggy and very more a little bit more lewd than girlfriend girlfriend, right? I would say. Um, it definitely gets there. Yeah, I, it's definitely lewd. It, it definitely covers, you know, kind of like inappropriate touching, like, and shows I, a little bit more. I think that's why I've been hesitant to watch the anime, honestly, is because I'm just like, well, that's not, uh, that's yeah. no bueno for me. But 
I am yeah, and also, like, like it would be my luck, and like Emily would walk by and see that part instead of you know Shangri La Frontier. She would see you know our men got our her. main guy touching on you know boobs, right? But yeah, and I mean, I think uh, I am fascinated by this show, and I mean, it's getting a lot of good uh, response from people. I don't know if it's going to be like the next Two Love Rue or anything like that, but I, I think. It's it's the absurdity of the concept is just it's so out there that people are just attracted to the idea. Um, much like all these girlfriends are attracted to this one guy. I mean, yeah, this uh, one is the one that I can see just like getting old. I, I don't know. I, I think this one has the staying power more so of girlfriend and girlfriend girlfriend because you're getting more girls introduced because the whole concept is that he's supposed to get a hundred girlfriends, but. At some point, it's going to get old. It's like it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, it's it's good and bad. Where it's like it's good because you're allowing some new characters to come in, so it keeps it fresh. But it's also like, how are you going to be able to handle a hundred ones? Not not from an actual handling point, from from an actual like storyline and like progression point, right? Yeah, I think they're going to struggle the to balance everything. What they've done in the manga is they've made more less they made it less about the main character and they made more about the interactions of all the girlfriends with each other which like, is the best part really and that's the same thing with girlfriend ex girlfriend is is the interactions between all four of them because it, it they all both shows do a good job of giving them distinct personalities so far right i think with 100 girlfriends you're going to have the problem of how can you give 100 different girls different personalities obviously but so far, the interactions between, you know, the Sundari type uh, and, like, the super, like, kind of playful, cute, cutesy one, and then the, the one that doesn't talk at all, and then the science uh, one, like, they all, their interactions are the best part of the show. That's all. I mean, for me, especially. Like, I don't care about the, you know, the, the harem part, but I, the interactions are funny. Yeah, and I think that's the key thing, is as long as they can keep that fresh, they're still going to have an audience. But yeah, yeah, what what draws people in is clearly just what it says on the tin. A hundred girlfriends. Yeah. Because look, if you're a fan of anime, you've seen you've seen four girlfriends before girlfriend yeah, this X girlfriend. Is not, yeah, harem is not a new concept, right? Yeah. So this, is, this is if you know what this is, you're gonna like this. This does it well. This is very well animated. This has one of the best OPs I like of the season so far. Very playful, very upbeat. Um, and I think that so far it does a good job with the interaction. So if you're into this stuff, I think this is going to be up your alley for sure. Yep. And do you want to take the lead on the next one, given that it's overtake? It's literally about a guy trying to take the lead. Ah, I will take the lead. Yes. Thank you for the nice slipstream there. Um, setting me up. Um, but yes, overtake, um, this is actually one that I was kind of hyped for, um, leading up to the season. Um, it is the one about F1 driving. Uh, so in this case, it's F- actually about F4. F4 driving. Different division. Excuse, excuse you. Yeah. Excuse I guess, me. I, know. I guess that's fair. They're, they're cheaper cars, but that's the same concept. Yeah, it's just a division thing. It's just like, you know, division one, division two football. It's, it's just F4. But it's the same situation. They're racing in these formula, formula racing cars. Excuse me. I keep wanting to say one, but, um, same setup, um, and it's you know just kind of a drama, I guess, or about um, the main character who is a photographer that gets kind of tied up into the other the main team. Uh, so Kuya is a is a photographer and gets tied up in uh, Haruka, 
um, the driver's uh, team because he just gets so enamored with driving for some reason. He's kind of, he's kind of the kind of setting is like the main character just kind of lost his drive for just his job, maybe because his job is photography, so it's kind of his life and his job. Um, and getting into driving and taking some pictures there kind of it kind of reignites that. So I kind of like that premise. I like that premise of him learning the whole driving school part of it, the, the driving setting, uh, which has done a good job of. And this is something that I've always said is good about sports uh, because this is, you know, this is kind of a sport. You know, this is kind of a an, a an activity that's something to learn. When you go through that situation of learning the activity together, learning the sport, uh, they do a good job of highlighting, you know, certain things about the cars, you know, certain, you know, uh, like techniques, aspects, how it's done. Uh, just just some of the offside stuff that I know from actually watching F1 racing because my 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 family is kind of a, a fan of it. Um, they do a good job of that. Animation's done well. Uh, they've had only one race so far that I've that that's done kind of that's been a full race that had some weight to it. And when they did it, you know, it was kind of fun to watch. It was very it felt like watching an F1 race. Like you know, there were some exciting moments. Obviously, you're not watching a two hour race. But uh, they hit the highlights, and um, I think it, I think it's done well from uh, from knowing a little bit about F1. So uh, that aspect I like, the story I like. Uh, I just think that it may not be everyone's cup of tea because it's not, you know, it's not a. I don't think it's a racing anime. I think it's a drama about characters that race. If that makes sense, right? Yeah, it's definitely more of the drama side because I mean I've liked a few different parts about the story. Uh, personally, I think it's just a little slow pace for me. I did like the I did like the aspect of the guy kind of losing interest in his his camera job. Although I wasn't entirely clear if it was a trauma thing, because he seemed fine taking pictures. He just didn't want to take pictures of like living like people. He didn't. Yeah, want there's to take definitely more more to the story. Yeah, you're right. You did catch yeah, on. But he, it seemed to be like a like a human thing, like you know, uh, maybe I maybe he got in trouble taking the wrong picture of a certain person, or that yeah. maybe the person that he liked taking pictures of is gone. So I don't know. They haven't really delved into that, but I starting that and then just kind of leaving it. I like that because it leaves you some you know something to kind of find a little bit more about. Right? Yeah, I guess that's kind of my vibe. Is that there's a lot of like little hooks left hanging out there that I'm fascinated by, but it almost takes like. They almost take like side story kind of position because uh, I think that was pretty clear in the first two episodes, and then it kind of gets forgotten about for a bit. And I'm sure they pick it back. Um, it does. Um, as far as where the store, when these threads are going to come together, or how long they're exactly expect yeah, expecting this fair. story to be. Because, and I, I mean, I've seen a lot of sports anime and manga like this, where it's like, you kind of always want it to be the haiku or the, oh man, I don't even know the name of it. The one that's them biking, where it's like, you just want it to be a sports anime that just keeps going because for as long as you possibly can. Um, and sometimes, though, I think you leave a little too much in reserve and it kind of it's struggles with it like i want to know more i want to know more about everybody's backstory i guess is what it comes down to because i i like seeing these characters interact and i like seeing the drive uh that the i guess second main character has to try and win but it does feel like there's a lot of kind of plot threads that are just hanging out there 
while the characters are kind of doing day-to-day stuff. I loved, I will say I did love a lot of the day-to-day stuff episodes. There's an episode where they run a marathon. There's an episode where they like go door to door asking for sponsors, which is like, yeah. Like, and that's, that's why I say it's, it's got racing aspects, but it just depends on what your cup of tea is with what you want out of this, out of this show. Um, and you know, those kind of aspects I also enjoy too. So, I mean, I understand what you're saying there. Yeah. I think there's a lot to be, to enjoy about this show. I just, it's not necessarily my thing. I think it needs to be for a show about F4, F4 racing. I think it needs to be a little faster with the story uh, progression. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, but that's just my take. Uh, we can, we can steer away from more, uh, F1 jokes or driving jokes, please. Right. Or yeah. excuse me, puns, right? Well, I guess we can. Neither of us has watched MF Ghost yet, so... Uh, no, that, that, that seems like it might be more up your lane, if you ask me, because I heard that that one, uh, that one is more of a driving one. So, uh, I don't know. I'll have to check it out for sure, because I, I do like both aspects. But, uh, you know, still uh, yeah. are to be decided on that one. Yeah, but, but uh, I, can, I can see exactly why you like this one, because it does feel a lot like the... Uh, oh, man, what was the name of that anime last two seasons ago? The the one where they like the do it yourself club or whatever. Yeah. So the one, yeah. I mean, it, it it's got like that wholesome kind of vibe. Like it's really just about character interactions, which I I always love. And the the anime that I thought that kind of reminded me was the Dance Dancer, which I really enjoyed. That kind of toes the line between the do it yourself and this show because it's it is about dancing, but it's really about the characters and their issues and dancing just kind of when it's done, it's done well. But if you're going in there just to watch dancing, which I don't think most people will be that you're not going to get just that. Right. Yep. So, all right. But, uh, I'll let you take the rain on the next one. Uh, cause this one is one that you hyped up and kind of knew about beforehand. And that's uh, apothecary diaries. So apothecary diaries, this manga has been out for a while and it just now got a anime adaptation. And I can kind of see why, because uh, as Ozzy pointed out to me early on, the story is kind of like, what is the story <laughs> exactly? Yeah, no, like I, every time I think there's progression, it's it's not, and it's not in a bad way. I'll get to it, but yeah, I understand. Yeah, it is a very, it's like simultaneously a slice of life, but also kind of like a, okay, where is this going? Story, which is I guess the fascinating part to me, but it's it is about a. Um, a girl named uh Momo. Name Mau Mau. Mau Mau. yeah who who gets kidnapped Mau, and, Mau, Mau, Mau. Mau, Mau. okay but who gets kidnapped into a uh, being <laughs> yeah okay it, okay burr, it, it, burr, burr, but the birds were uh but yeah she gets kidnapped into like, being kidnapped into being a, a like a, a a slave at a concubine like a, a court which i love how we gloss over that as if that's not a big deal it's a concubine court no that she was fucking just stolen into slavery man i mean that's like, how the that's how the story gets kicked off but apparently and i, I don't know exactly how historical accurate this is because i don't know much about i assume this is historical china um but yeah like apparent they make it sound like that's just a thing that happens like, yeah it, it, like everyone just like brushed it off like she did she didn't like bat an eyelash she's like oh hopefully dad will be okay i'll see him later like well, she she I, I i'm not saying like we brush it off but like in the story it didn't seem like it was a problem and i was like 
Are we not going to touch on the fact that she just like got stolen and just well, thrown into here? I, I think it is just a thing because she yeah, even so. she even makes a statement later that's like, yeah, I have to do this thing to make sure that I don't get kidnapped for you know. Uh, it's just it's crazy to think about, but yeah, yeah. I guess back anyway, in the day there wasn't yeah. as much security yeah. for people on the street. So telling you what, stuff, what was this, what's this about, Logan? She gets kidnapped, she ends up in there, and she has some knowledge of herbs. In fact, she has an obsession with poisons to the point of, I don't know, it's almost like poison is her romantic interest, it feels like. Yeah. She like is very... She's kinky. She's way into the poison play, um, which I yeah. don't know if that's an actual thing. I don't know that I want to find out. Um, That'd be terrible. But yeah, and she kind of realizes that somebody is getting poisoned, not intentionally, it becomes a whole thing, but she realizes somebody's getting poisoned and she tries to bring it to their attention. They find out it's her and now she's an apothecary for this concubine or like a, whatever the term, lady-in-waiting basically, that serves as an apothecary and a poison taster. And then it's kind of more like everyday life in the concubine uh, world, which is very, you know, for all the weird stuff that happens, it's kind of fascinating. Um, all the girl infighting, but also all the history that takes place in there, because it's just like this is not where I would expect to be seeing an anime take place. But it's cool to see all these people, how they act, how they interact, what they yeah, have to do. Yeah, yeah. I I think that's more interesting to me than anything else. Is there? There doesn't really seem to be a story progression, and there doesn't seem to be an end goal for the story, other than Mau Mau gets more poison, I guess. Um, but I, I, it's not a fighting anime. It's not really a romance anime, although there's aspects of that. It's more just this girl is living a slice of life and trying to keep, just trying to have a uh, good time with all these people. Or not even a good time, just survive in the situation she finds herself in. Yeah, and uh, I, I, you make a good point about the setting being the the, the thing that kind of kind of like satisfies you as an anime viewer, and because that's the that that I, I made that distinction or I made that that point in my head earlier today when I watched another episode. I was like, you know, what really is interesting to me is just these the just how kind of weird the setting is because it's you know the whole concubine situation. The whole emperor has like a thousand ladies that are after him, and like. One of them obviously has a near-death experience, and then the other one kind of, like, moves up in the hierarchy, and then, like, there's, like, some infighting, like you had mentioned. Like, all that stuff was super... It's kind of what keeps me in this. It's like, so what's going to happen next? Because other than that, you're right. There hasn't been much progression. Um, well, and, and even to your point, I mean, you hear apothecary. I mean, as a person who watches anime or, like, a person maybe who watches more shonen anime, you're going to be like... Oh, somebody's going to get poisoned or somebody's going to try and kill somebody. It's like the first thing she's asked to do in her new role is to make a, is to make a, uh, oh no, what is it called? Oh, um, uh, aphrodisiac. Yeah. So make an aphrodisiac for the emperor. And I was like, yeah. that, that is probably a more realistic use for an apothecary though. Well, and I, and I, that's another thing that I want to point out. The comedy on this show, the comedy in this show is done pretty well. It's, it's done like sparsely in moments where, I think that it could get serious and it doesn't. And like the like one of the episodes that I watched was when 
that we were having some of the infighting between the the concubines like ladies because they each have like their own posse um like Shimama was trying to provide support for this concubine that was dying due to her poisoning from the first episode um she wasn't getting better and she's like okay let me you know the emperor asked her directly like the emperor the top top guy was like hey you know go see to her see if she gets see if she can get better um and like her posse was like you can't be in here and like they like like pushed her down like all her shit was on the floor and i thought it was gonna get serious and then like the next moment you just see her getting tossed out in like a chibi form and like yeah you know the door she just like bounces a couple like like in a very chibi kind of art style and i thought like and I kind of chuckled to myself because it, like, it took a very tense moment and made it very, you know, it, it added some comedy to it. So it keeps it lighthearted um, and stays to the point where, you know, the focus is Mau Mau trying to, you know, get through these puzzles. Like, because she, like, kind of f- finds, you know, what's wrong in the situation and tries to better it by her knowledge of not just, you know, poisons, but like, a, you know you know chemicals elements that kind of go together and you know foods that are good nutrition wise and uh that part's also intriguing to me you know it's kind of fun to watch you know her to puzzle those pieces together so yeah i mean there's a lot to enjoy about this show i just think it's a very hard one to describe i am glad that you seem to be enjoying it because i i am i think this the animation's done well i think the uh the character designs and setting kind of like you said are intriguing i wanted to know more because they keep in, in incorporating more characters uh, it's funny, lighthearted, and uh, the interactions between Mao Mao and uh, the other main character, Jinshi, who is like this, like, I think he's he's just a eunuch who's kind of like... They just, say he's a eunuch. And I don't really know what that means. And in, in like, I know what a eunuch is, but I don't really know what, what what weight that holds as a character. I just know it seems like he has pretty much the, the, the law of the land. Like, he can do whatever he wants besides, you know tell the emperor to do something because anytime oh. she finds a problem or needs something he's just like yeah i'll give it to you just because he likes her in a, a curious kind of way well this one i do know historically the eunuchs are the loud are basically the emperor's advisors because okay. you know they they can't have children so right. they can't really usurp the throne but i keep looking at this guy and i'm like he's so into her is he really a eunuch i have no idea this is so weird but Maybe yeah, it's just what they Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but their, their interactions are pretty funny. Um, he, you know, he, he kind of saves a day from here, here and there. So, um, curious to see where that goes from there. Cause Mau Mau's interactions with him, you would think she would like fawn over him, but she is like the complete opposite. She's like, I'm not interested in your type. And it's just kind of funny to watch. Yeah. I think so it's definitely, a- definitely a recommendation for this one. I think this one is, a. Uh, um, like you said, hard to describe, but I think if you're just kind of a general fan of, you know, if you don't have anything like you're hardcore into, you might like this one. This is a casual one. Okay, but now we're getting out of casual, and I think we're getting into hardcore if what you've told me is true, because I have not watched Pluto, but you're basically saying this is your your favorite show uh, right now. Well, it's it's only because... I finished it because through COVID I had time to, uh, it was just the easiest way to consume this episode because this series, because it was, uh, they're hour long episodes and they're eight episodes. So it's a, pretty much a full series. Um, uh, but yeah, moving on to Pluto, this is probably up there for, you know, kind of my favorite of the season so far. Again, this one's finished, so it's easy to say that so far. Um, but yeah, Pluto was one that, I heard a lot of good things after like the first or second week of the season. Um, and, and that was not one that was on our radar to start with. 
I think you've known about the story, and I think I, I know kind of the setting situation because it is based off the Astro Boy story, um, and I know of that story. Um, you know this, but this one again, out of left field, uh, is run by Netflix, so that's another reason why maybe we didn't know because uh, you know sometimes the Netflix ones aren't released the best way, uh, kind of fly under the radar, but. Um, this is a manga by uh, let me Naoki Urasawa, who uh, apparently is very famous. I can't remember what he, uh, he's done. Uh, 20th Century Boys, which I've heard is very good, and also Monster, which is a very good story. I have never gotten to watch it, but I, I know what that's about, and I, I I like the premise, and I I need to. It's on the list. Um, yeah, anyway. this is this one's definitely very reminiscent of Monster, especially in the art style. Um, yeah, and I really like this art. Uh, so Pluto. Uh, basically, the premise is that in the future world where robots have kind of become meshed into society, uh, they've kind of like started their own, um, basically become incorporated into society as their own beings, not as like our servants, but more so allowing them to have their own lives and kind of run their own, you know, show. Um, uh, these weird like robot murders happen and these robots happen to be robots that are like cream of the crop robots like the seven great wonders of robots so killing them is like an, a, a tragedy slash you know a blasphemy almost because there's also laws against certain acts against robots um but that's the setting uh so it's kind of a mystery murder slash you know um yeah it's basically a mystery and that's kind of how it happens from there um you you join this um um this this one of the one of the seven great robots it might be seven or eight I forget um, Geschickt who is a detective and he kind of learns um, the you know the the full story behind these murders and you get introduced to uh, to to Astro Boy which at the time is his name oh well, it's not Toby it's uh what's his name um, what's his name can't, can't help you I haven't seen it <laughs> then his name is his name Astro is it what's his name um. Uh, Atom, Adam. I knew that. His name's Adam. Um, but then you get introduced to all the eight, obviously the uh, seven or eight uh, robots, and then uh, more just detective work, basically. Uh, good action between the robots. Uh, and the the basis of the story is really just understanding robots and how they've become incorporated into society. And you get a good um, visual, um, like you get a good inside feeling of people that are okay with that and aren't. And kind of a real world look at the implications of you know AI and its uh, progression. So um, it's very dramatic. It's very serious. It's in no way like you know going to take it from a pulling punches kind of situation. And I really enjoyed that. The art is very. <clears throat> what's a good way to say? Uh, I mean, if you've seen monsters, very reminiscent of that. Very realistic, but also very clean. Very it it has some good edge to it. Um, I really enjoyed the the art. I really enjoyed the action because it did have some actions because there is you know there is action to be had because you know they don't just kill off act you know uh, characters off screen that you know there there is intensity to it. Um, and then there's a, just just a lot of like character interaction, a lot of growth, a lot of uncovering of situations, uncomfortable situations, and I think it it did it really well. Um, I think my only negative for the show is that maybe the the finale was a little rushed, which sometimes can happens. Sometimes can happen when you have a lot to close, or just maybe you know, a, you know, it it, it kind of like snowballed a little bit. But I still think it did it really well. 
um, I I really enjoyed this. I I think this is one I will recommend to almost anybody as a show in itself because it it asks some good questions. I don't think it's got some weird like put offs from like anime styles that some people may like. It's it's one of those shows that's just like it's a good show. It's an anime show at the on top of that, um, and I highly recommend it. Fair enough. I'm gonna have to check it out then. So yeah, I definitely would. Yeah, you're missing out if you don't uh, watch this. All right, and okay, your next one, Under Ninja. You just wrote weird, so uh, expound by all means. Uh, yeah, Under Ninja is another one that um, I, I think I was more excited than, and maybe I'm just kind of surprised by what it is, but it is a shonen um, about ninjas in the modern world. Uh, and these ninjas aren't exactly, um, I mean, they're ninjas, so it's kind of like in behind closed doors slash secrets in the, in the, in the shadows is what I'm trying to say. Um, but they're like school kids. They're in like everyday schools. Um, I think they're actually adults, but they somehow make it past other adults and they're like, oh, these are kids. It's fine. Uh, which, you know, you don't need to question, but I was so kind of put off by the first two episodes because it was just kind of weird. It was just. It's one of these dingy, like, grungy, just, like, lazy shows. I, I didn't know what to... It, it didn't have much direction the first episode. It was introducing the characters, which is, you know, I think is fine. Um, but, you know, the characters was weird. I mean, the main character who uh, is, you know, uh, a ninja himself is Kuro. Um, he was just, like, they just showed him in his, like, in his home, but he, like, doesn't have a job. I mean, I guess the ninja, like, the ninja order take care of him and stuff like that but he's kind of a bum neat stays at home you know he doesn't want to go out doesn't want to do anything he like he like they show just him there's just moments where he's just sitting at home like drinking beer just scratching his butt and sniffing his fingers and like they just show that and like i'm like i'm just chuckling to myself i'm like what's going on with the show what are we doing it doesn't it's not until the third episode that they finally pick up some traction and there's some action between people uh between like other ninjas and they kind of like have this weird like so far, the storytelling I'm not a huge fan of, and I think this is where a lot of people get lost. Is the they do a lot of like flashback present day thing within the same within every episode. So far, I think we have gotten to the point where that'll stop. But the first three episodes, it was full of okay, this is going on, and then five minutes later, but this happened three days ago, and then five minutes after that, it's like and it's, it, it does that back and forth, and uh, you can see how that can be a little jarring for people, especially because the art has some 3d aspect to it and that was you know sometimes a little jarring for people as well so it you kind of almost have to kind of force yourself to watch the first two episodes and then i was kind of hooked with just how weird and like kind of like half assed approach they take this story um and i'm not really sure why i'm still watching this but i am because it's weird and like the premise basically is that there's this ninja faction that that works with the police you know not in secret to take care of situations like you know if there's a mass murderer they kind of get rid of them in the shadows whatever but apparently there's also this other faction of military people that don't like the ninja and so there's kind of a three-way headed war that's going to happen and i'm interested now that they got there and that took four episodes to get there and i'm like you know if you would have done this a little earlier i think you would have hooked some more people but i think a lot of people dropped it because it took too long and it was a little all over the place 
That's fair. I mean, honestly, the way you described it, I'm not sure I want to really watch that. That's either. fair. This is not but, one I would really recommend. It's just one that I just kind of found myself watching, and because of this, the hilarity and the kind of the character designs, because there's some weird people in this show. You know, the main character, he's just kind of, like I said, a neat. There's a guy who kind of raps to himself. There's a guy who only talks with a teddy bear. Like, I don't even know what the fuck's going on with these characters. But I just, I'm just kind of like already here. Like, it's just like, it's like when you have a scab and you're picking at it and you know you shouldn't, but you keep doing it. Right? Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's fair. I've been there. So I, I guess I understand that feeling, but I've just never had it for an anime. So, yeah. I mean, I guess it's one of those where you're like, well, I've already, I've come this far. Might as well keep going. Basically is what it is. But yeah, so that, that's on dead. I mean, that's Jesus Christ. I'm getting ahead of myself. That's under Ninja. All right, next up, um, I, honestly, I'm probably not going to watch Under Ninja. But next up, uh, I think one that we're both watching with great interest is uh, Freyren at Journey's End. Um, yeah. It's so fucking good. <laughs> what do you want? Yeah, this, I don't... this is one that the story itself is so good because we, we read the manga. And um, I, I kept up with it for a while. Um, I need to catch up again. But it, it the story's so good. I, I It's just... The premise, obviously, is that Freyren is, um, you know, the um, the magic elf, mage elf that um, outlived her uh, her party, who happened to beat the demon, um, the I guess the demon lord yeah, at the, the time lord. at the yeah. beginning of the story. She outlives them because she's an elf, and she's trying to kind of better herself in a way and kind of uh, find a way to connect with humans because she obviously realized, and her party kind of told her, like, you're kind of a shitty person, but and I, it makes sense when you really see it from her 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 point of view, which she does a lot of because she likes to you know just tell you what she's thinking, and you kind of through her growth in the first few episodes, you you kind of get attached to her as a character, and then obviously they introduce new characters that are tied to the protagonist, um, and I think it just does a good job of kind of like continuing the story from there. Yeah, I will say, I mean, because I watched this one with Samantha just to get an idea of my wife. And she thought it was very slow, which is fair. Cause it's about, that, is the, that is the point. Yeah. Which cause it's a story about an elf who lives forever and uh, yeah. every, and like everything. Yeah. Everything right. for her is like very slow. She just isn't in a rush because she lives forever. Yeah. And I think the story does pick up. Um, I mean, as you pointed out, the manga, we read the manga, and we both really liked it. Um, for me, the interest was less, is this going to be a good show? Because I knew it was going to be a good show. My interest was more, how are they going to adapt um, certain parts of the story? And what I've been the most impressed by is, you know, like I said, it's a slow build. There's not a lot of action scenes. I don't think you get much action until maybe the third episode. But when it does action, oh my, it does some very impressive art and it does some very good uh, action movements for a story that, I mean, in the manga is really more just people are kind of just standing there. There isn't a whole lot of quick cuts and actual fighting. A lot of the fighting is just implied. So to see the characters actually doing all these intense motions and these special attacks and these beam waves and it's kind of nuts to see all of that actually animated. And yeah, of course, I mean, go it's, ahead. Definitely, it's definitely the animation that it just brings it to life. Right. And it just, it, it, it adds so much, you know, 
weight to the moments, right? And, and this show is about moments. It's about understanding certain things. It's about, you know, reminiscing on certain moments. It's uh, for Freyrin especially. And when, when she reminisces on things and when, she, when it finally hits her in like from episode to episode, it makes it more impactful in the animation, in, in actual animated style than it does in the manga. Because I remember watching, especially the one that always comes back to me, um, because it's a good moment in ma- in the manga, but it's even better moment in the anime, as many moments will be, I think, is the moment where she uh, she she uh, is on the search for flowers for Himmel because he had these blue flowers that were so rare from his country, and she was like, oh, I want to plant these flowers. She spends like three months trying to see if she can find them through like, you know, observing some, you know, kind of going through the woods, observing animals. And like her her sidekick at the time, um, friend, you know, Fern is like, oh, you know, like what's going on? Why are we still you know messing around with this? But finally, at the end of the episode, she finds it and she has to like fly up to the top of this tower to find it. And I remember that manga shot and it's so nice. It looks great. It, it definitely emphasizes the, the way she looks at it, the way she flies up. But you don't get it. Until you hear the music, until you see the actual visual for flying up of the camera kind of rotating, of it rotating on top to see the flowers on top of this, you know, this this pillar that's old and decrepit and that squirrels are just kind of roaming around on. And you see that in an animation and that, that just hits. That hits much better than, a, you know, a, a single panel would. And that that is exactly what they're doing in every episode, in every moment. And it just it's just it doesn't stop being good so far. Yeah, I also there's like you said, moments is a really good way to put it because there's a lot of great moments in here, and they were great moments in the manga. I think early on in the like I said in episode three, they fight the guy who created the human killing magic or the demon that created the human killing magic, and in the manga, it was a pretty short thing because I guess it all comes down to time with this show, and I guess the implication is the guy was frozen was very dangerous for eighty years. But when they yeah, unfroze him in the manga, it's like, well, we've had plenty of time to adapt your magic because humans work really fast because they only have so much time to live. Um, and in the manga, it's just kind of like a one-note thing. They they kind of spout that off and they kill him. In the anime, it was fascinating to me is that they do talk about that, but he actually like realizes that how they're countering his magic pretty quickly. So he's like, oh, so I can do this. And they actually have to go through the different motions of countering each other before they take him out. And I was like, that adds a nice little spice to it. That isn't, that isn't just something there. They add a lot of nice little touches that are not necessarily in the story. And, oh man, as far as, uh, the online people are loving the memes. I think, um, I think one of my favorite things that I read on Reddit this year, as far as anime goes, is like, you know, I've seen a lot of characters get red flags, but I've never seen a guy get a red flag as bad as telling his uh, Freyrin telling him that he's stronger than her his boss, and then getting the screen cap Freyrin the Slayer coming up. It's like, oh, okay, <laughs> you're you're dead. <laughs> um, so it's 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 good it's good, and clearly a lot of people are enjoying it. I think if you haven't checked out this show, this is the one this season that is going to be remembered. I, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, this, is, so, this is definitely my favorite. I mean, again, I, I talked highly about Pluto, but I still think this one, because of the, because it, 
the adaptation being so so good and just leaps and bounds better than I expected, I, I think this one beats it out as my favorite. Yeah. All right, but moving on to one that we didn't see coming because we knew nothing about it, uh, Shangri-La Frontier. Uh, this one came out of nowhere, and it's been a pleasant surprise. Um, do you want to talk about it, Ozzy? Yeah, so Shangri-La Frontier. This one uh, basically mirrored the same feelings. I just did not expect this one. I heard same situation with Pluto. I heard it like after the first ep- season, first few weeks, and I was like, okay, let me let me check this one out because you know, I heard it was getting high praise. I looked at some of the animations and art styles slash uh, character designs, and I was like, okay, this this looks not bad. Let me try it out. Um, and it's basically uh, about our main character who is called Sunraku who uh, is a gamer. Um, and you think I'm about to go down the Iskai route, but um, it's not. It actually, surprisingly, is about going into a game, kind of like, you know, Sword Art Online, but, you know, the focus of the story is in the game, but the story, in the story, you can actually pull out of the game. So that's kind of a cool aspect. But basically, they're in this RPG-ish game called Shangri-La Frontier, and they are just kind of making their way through the story, uh, fighting and kind of getting better. The main character is like a hardcore gamer who loves to challenge himself. And I can kind of relate because I think of like me playing Elden Ring, all the Dark Soul games and, you know, kind of like learning the abilities, knowing abil- knowing certain ways certain things happen. Like, oh, this is how you update a skill. You know, I want to use this to crit slash, you know, all that kind of shit. Um, they've laid heavy on those things. And um it really is about a game it's not an isekai world that kind of you know you know ignores it it you know it, it really leans into the video game aspect and it's fun because you're you're kind of discovering you know new things together again these are the high these are the things that people love about isekais you know there's other stuff that people like about them too but you know it's the discovering things together it's like the leveling up situation like just kind of uh kind of going through the game with someone and learning it and um they they do a good job of emphasizing on that and it's again not an isekai because they do have moments where they pull out of the game i like that you know we had a few moments in the in uh, i think episode three where uh raku actually you know he's like oh i found this you know this new situation scenario in the game i have no idea what's going on let me pull out let me do some research on it that was a nice little uh, aspect and then like the characters can kind of talk amongst each other and stuff like that um and then there's a side story of another character that's kind of into him um in a romantic way that's kind of making her way to find him and uh i think that'll please other aspects that people like too um and then on top of that the animations are sweet uh the action fights are great um you know this senraku guy is pretty funny because he he challenges himself by uh you know being the, I, I see this in like Elden Ring all the time, like the light armor, quick slash like crit hit kind of guy who wears no armor. I mean, he kind of has to now. It's just, but, uh, yeah, and it's just moving fast. Yeah, I mean, and it's just moving fast. And uh, cool. I think it's funny to watch. I think it looks cool. And uh, yeah, those are my thoughts on that. I think it, I think it's great. A great uh, dark horse for me. I mean, I feel like it's almost he is almost modeled after the pothead guy. Yeah, um, that's the first. That's the, that's the exact same thing I thought in my mind. Um, but I, yeah. I, I know not everyone's played those games. Yeah, um, but t- to your point, I think just to narrow it down because you you nailed it. I mean, there's a lot to like about this show. The two things that stand out to me um, are first off, uh, the art is fantastic, which came out of the blue because I was I didn't know anything about this show. 
and it's putting it's not quite at Jujutsu Kaisen or Freyren levels, but it's probably the third best as far as action animation this season. The second thing, they have clearly put a lot of thought into the actual game design of this game that he's in, which I fucking love because a lot of times people don't really, I guess that was a lot of people's big problem with SAO is just that it's like, okay, it's a cool story. The game doesn't really make any fucking sense. uh, When you think about a lot of the aspects in this game, all the rules are, and the abilities and the like leveling system and all that are pretty darn well thought out. Um, I haven't found any like glaring issues yet, and no, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm I guess that's the part that impresses me the most is it's like this is an anime that's actually about the video game more yep. so than it is about telling you know the surrounding story. Now I'm sure the story is clearly building up, but I just really like that aspect that it's like they have this this game is a integral factor. We're not just having it set in a video game to be in a video game. And the I game, hope, yeah. Go yeah, ahead. and I hope they like keep that too. I mean, I I do want to say that it is the first like four or five episodes, so it's easy to focus on the gaming aspect of it. And then maybe once it gets a little bit more story related, it might, you know, might go down the sword art online part and it just like doesn't make sense anymore. But that is that is that is part of the praise. Is just that you know it 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 does focus on the game part. Yep, um, and I think I mean that's definitely a good one to check out. I don't know where it's going to end up at the end of the season, but right now it's definitely up there as one of my favorites. For sure. All right, last surprise. Uh, can we call it a surprise because we read the manga? Um, but undead unluck. So this show. Um, is a show. Uh, yeah, it's it's a handful for sure. I don't even know where to start. So, Undead Unluck. It's basically the story of a guy who is unkillable, meeting a girl that whenever you touch her, something unlucky happens and you die horribly. And that's where it starts, and it quickly ramps out of control into this whole thing about having an organization trying to kill God and a bunch of yeah. other things. Um, this story goes, yeah, from zero to 2,000 um, over the course of like three or four episodes. Um, it's pretty nuts, and I'm saying that as somebody who... In the first episode, I just thought it was, like, too much. I know that because this was our manga read for this uh, for this one. I don't know how quickly you want to get into the comparison there, but I wanted to compare this because the manga, I remembered reading this, and I remember being like, "There's this is not for me. This is too weird. It's too out there. I can't enjoy it. The anime does not have that effect. I really enjoyed the anime although i think maybe the fact that i could get through it faster was what was helping me because i I actually just had that thought in mind like it literally just came up when you said i don't know what it is and i thought to myself the reason i think i liked undead unluck even in manga form was when i did read it i read it all in one day like i read like 15 chapters in one day i i think i went further than the animes the anime episodes that i watched and because I think I could absorb it all quickly, 
it made it much more enjoyable. Um, so yeah, I, I think you're right. I think you're, you hit it on the head there. Yeah, because I kind of have this written in my notes. I wanted to stop watching after the first few minutes of the first episode. And then after I had finished watching the first episode, I was like, well, I got to keep watching. I can't stop now. This is ridiculous. And it's so it's fascinating to me how quickly it turns. Uh, this is a very strange story, but the characters are super endearing. And I guess for me, whatever happens down the line, as long as these characters keep being fun, um, it it's going to keep building. And I guess I'm also just surprised at how endearing they are, because honestly, I thought Andy was kind of an asshole to start the show off. But how quickly, you know, the show does a really good job of making you change your opinion of these characters. Anyway, I've, I'm sorry, I'm just rambling. But Ozzy, what are your thoughts on the actual series? As no, well? dude, that, that's kind of what we do. We 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 kind of just lay it all out, and then we 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 discuss about what we uh, agree upon. Which I, I mean, I think I think you're right. I think this is kind of a show that. After the first few episodes, first few moments, I was like, what the fuck am I watching, man? I thought Under Ninja was weird, but at least that, like, I knew what the story was about to start with. This, I was like, what the fuck am I watching? Like, I had no idea what it was about because I watched it first and then read it. Um, and like, like I said, like you said, they just, they just go in right away. You know, they, they say, you know, this girl, un, un, unlucky, basically, this guy, un, undeady, you know, he can't die. And literally within the first five minutes, they show that. And it's kind of hilarious because another thing is they it's a lot of theatrical situations with the dead part because, you know, the guy can you, you didn't necessarily touch on this, but he has the abilities outside of just being undead that he can regenerate. So a lot of the screen movements that are, you know, uh, actiony have to do with him regenerating his body parts. And being able to use that ability, which he somehow has honed into an actual ability, not just, oh, my leg pops back up after being sliced stuff. No, he can shoot out projectiles. He can shoot blood out and, like, rocket himself across the screen. Yeah, it's I, so I, fucking I, ridiculous. That part's what was ridiculous. It's like, you know, okay, an undead, whatever, like a zombie. Like, nope, this man can just, like, shoot blood out his legs and, like, shoot up a skyscraper yeah he's he's like iron man he cuts his arm off and he just launch he just pushes yeah, the blood yeah, out so yeah, fast exactly. that he just launches off yeah, yeah. Like, what in the fuck am i watching um but like all those animations look good very fluid uh you know literally you know blood all over this a screen basically as he's rocking it off and it's just it's off the rocker man it's it's it's, it's fun to watch it's very funny too like the you know a lot of um the interaction between uh, andy and fuko um the un unlucky girl fuko um if, um she has you know this kind of like trauma from being unlucky because you know you find out early on that she in a way kind of caused the death of her parents which is terrible but you know obviously she's probably had more run-ins with other people and caused unlucky slash deaths that she didn't want to so you can see how she can be a little bit you know kind of you know, on edge. Um, and she actually, at the beginning of the series, you find that she wanted to kind of finish, kill herself. And, you know, that's kind of sad, but, uh, Andy kind of gives her a little bit more meaning because he can actually interact with her and not be put out of his misery. And that it also gives him meaning because he is trying to find the end all unlucky event that could actually put him out of his misery. So very funny kind of dichotomy there between the two. Um, and, Andy, for some reason, you know, this is the part that kind of gets a little bit sketchy, gray area. Like, he 
he he realizes that the more he touches her skin contact obviously it has to be skin contact um it gets you know more unlucky and of course it gets insect as as some animes do he gets to the sexual part and he starts touching in inappropriate places doesn't really show much but um you know that stuff I'm, i'm always like why do we have to go there but that stuff adds a little bit of hilarity too because you know the main character is like you know freaking out because she doesn't want to be touched like that um but she's kind of you know you know kind of likes him and we're i think it's going to get to that point because he andy does want to make it to there because he thinks that oddly enough he thinks that if he if she falls in love with him that she can have the ultimate strike of unluck which would then cause him to die which really when you think about it it's like it's kind of sad because you know if she falls in love with you you're dead yeah it's not actually true like but i think it's a funny concept when you think about it you're like do you really want that to happen and if that does happen you know well will you be dead you know well Um, and I, I do think that's probably one of the parts that also weirded me out is that he's just so forward about his advances. He is. Yeah, he is early he, on. Yeah. And, and it, I think it, it gets to a point where it, it like calms down a little bit, but and you get it less immediately. It's kind of like the first few episodes of like, uh, you know, um, what's it called? Uh, Nagatora, where like it was like really weird and like bullying off the top. But then once it got into the actual story, it kind of became a gag and not necessarily what drove the story. Yeah, and I think that's what made it better. I mean, there's a lot of weird gags in here. Like, obviously, Andy regenerates, but when he regenerates, he doesn't. His clothes don't regenerate, so he's naked half the time. Like all yeah. the time, he's on screen. That is true. Uh, that's the other aspect. He is naked all the time, which is really funny in the manga. I think because you get panels, because you just kind of get like a passing of it. It's like he's naked. Oh, he's naked again. In a TV show, I don't think it's as funny. I mean, that's that's another thing I think about. There's certain situations that aren't funny because you see it all the time in the TV series, but when in a panel, when you get it in like one passing moment or you absorb it in one second, it just it it's funnier or it's different. It hits different. And I think him being naked is funnier in the manga than it is in the anime. I'm not yeah, really I sure. Think, I think just having the square block there is that's kind of true. Like Maybe it's just the panel. You're just like, oh, okay, that's kind of funny. But. Yeah, and I mean, I think uh, the story, I think the other thing that really works for it is the anime art is really fucking good. I don't know what's up with all the good art this season. I don't know where these studios find the time. But the art, like in the first episode, uh, you know, there's some unlucky stuff that happens. And you're like, wow, that looks really clean. Uh, frankly, they do a fantastic job in this show of for how outlandish the situations are for making everything look really sharp and good. Um, yeah. yeah, it is a very like very not bright, but very just contrasting like dark darks, very high, like very bright brights. So it looks good. It looks clean, crisp. I will say I think part of it is um, in one of my not complaints but maybe just a kind of something that when you transition from manga to anime it can be seen and it it's you know sometimes it doesn't seem fluid to me and maybe this is why they have money for the big moments is they i don't think they added much new stuff when when they transition like when i think when you made a moment when you made a note of freyren like they added a little bit here and there to kind of not necessarily smooth things out, but transition moments better or to add more impact. I don't think they did it with this mon- with this adaptation. I think this was a straight, what you see in the manga is what you get in the anime. I mean, you can correct me if you, if you think like, 
You know, they did add I, something. Like, uh, I, think- I would I would say that's the way it is for most anime, and this is definitely the case. In, okay. in and in this, this one, I think there are moments where it's like a little choppy, and it's just kind of very abrupt. It's like, oh, all of a sudden we're here, and like I again, I don't knock it because it's not necessarily going to be the most you know story slash you know let's it's not a mystery where you're trying to get every moment to like add up to a big you know reveal this is this is a shonen you know it's it's kind of crazy action so i'm not knocking it for that but it's basically mirror mirror image of the manga like every panel is exactly the same so there's some like fluidity that just kind of like it's not there right so i will say that that's maybe a small little thing that i noticed i'm like okay i i literally just read this so if you read this and you know, like you're expecting like to be extra cool it, it i don't think it is that much more than the manga i guess but it animation wise it does look good i will say that yep all right but i think that's going to wrap us up for the night we've got one more thing i will add next time we'll be reading daddy buddy and buddy for our manga daddy uh, and buddy yes daddy and buddy that not daddy like a, that sounds like an awesome gay club not daddy x buddy daddy and buddy which is you know oh, kind of strange yeah that is weird i i would expect the stylization of the nice x there daddy x buddy but um it is a gymnast uh manga. and a gymnast slash superhero manga oddly oh, enough. Christ, never mind <laughs> you know, i'm all superheroed out man i just watched a lot of videos covering superheroes and how they've kind of go from the marvel standpoint um and uh yeah well it's not really i mean i just it's uh if it makes you feel better it's more like power ranger superheroes not really oh saning so it's saning gymnast so this sounds actually dope i'm in all right but yeah um it's a pretty i it's only got six chapters out so far it just started but i think it's a pretty interesting concept so i'll let you read it and i'll let our listeners read it and make the decision for themselves. All right. Um, yep. And uh, Ozzy, thank you for joining us. To our listeners, thanks as always for tuning in. Um, and if you all have any questions or comments, shoot us an email at raleighanime at gmail.com. And again, Ozzy, glad you can make it despite the COVID. Any, th- yep. any other words of wisdom for our audience out there? Uh, nope. Take care of yourselves, and you guys have a – good holidays uh we'll we'll see you around in december time when we do our next uh episodes um probably a wrap-up or we'll see what else we can come up with uh and uh yeah check out some of this some of these uh these shows that we've watched and um thanks thanks to craig craig's a craig's a solid dude now oh, fuck craig i don't like craig he's a creeper uh, he's all, all right fine craig's all right i just yeah i don't know i don't like people listening to me all right then Y'all have a good rest of your week and uh, enjoy the holidays. Later, everybody. Bye.